0: Dynamic blessings. Welcome to another episode of How You Can Do with your host, your boy, Alvi Daniel Thompson, Jr., a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have an amazing show in store for you today. We're really tapping deeply into how neuroplasticity and beingness can transform how you experience your life, how you live your life, and how you show up in your life and how you can change for the better. In this episode, I'm joined by none other than Bob Doyle. You may have seen him in the movie and the book, The Secret. Very fascinating conversation that we had with a lot of tangible tips on how you can improve yourself simply through your thinking, your beingness, and using neuroplasticity as a powerful, powerful, powerful tool for change. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me. If you leave a five-star rating in a review of the show, I honor you, I appreciate you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a amazing guest in the building for you today. You might actually recognize this man if you have ever watched or read The Secret. I am with none other than Bob Doyle. Bob is the CEO of Boundless Living, Inc., He's a brain trainer, coach, and law of attraction expert, amongst many other things. Bob, welcome to the show, brother.
1: It is so good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. And to look at your work and to see how you have really married these two sides or have kind of gone from this idea of the law of attraction, which in my estimation, some people have an understanding of what it is, but not the totality of what it truly is and shifting and growing into neuroplasticity, which is a little bit more, say, in many people's minds, like a hard science, um, something that's really more digestible or or easy to see behind facts and things of that nature. Exactly. You know, something I would love to hear is like, your story around how you got into this work and what's kind of caused this growth of going from the law of attraction expert and what you found that has had you grow into more of the neuroplasticity space.
1: Yeah, to jump to the end of that story, the, the reason is I when I look at why I do what I do, I really want people to get results. And talking about neuroplasticity and getting right into brain rewiring is a far more direct route to that. That's, that is what I've learned and discovered and experienced and why I do this. So that's the end of the story, but let me back up the beginning like why am i why am i even on this path because i from from growing up as a preteen, i knew that what i wanted to be when i grew up was on you know on the radio an announcer a broadcaster Mm -hmm. audio production i wanted to use my voice just like my dad and and so i trained myself from a very early age to get my southern accent out and you know wrote just that's what i was going to do i stepped into being that as a very young person and so I did seven years of radio, went to school for it, all that, did seven years of radio, but then I got impatient. It was like, I want to do all this other creative stuff, and they're not going to let me because, you know, it was a major market, and I was still pretty early in my career.
0: Mm.
1: And um, so that youthful impatience came out, and so I left radio, and then I was just jumping around from career to career trying to find a way to express myself creatively because that is what drives me. Whatever it is that I'm doing in the world, whether it's this personal development work or whether I'm playing ukulele or playing with animation, whatever I'm doing, it is about creative self-expression and trying to inspire others to do that. Now, Law of Attraction was my avenue, and the way that I stepped into that was because I could not find anything that was filling that desire to have a career that I loved where I could express myself creatively. And I kind of threw my hands up, it was like, because I was trying so many things, and and that's when I started looking down more sort of metaphysical paths because I was, I'm the son of a school teacher. So there was no metaphysics. There was no mm-hmm. woo woo in my house. Nobody right. talked about energy or vibration or law of anything, you know, except for traffic. <laughs> right. You know, right. So, so this was kind of a new conversation, but it did speak to me. Like I got it on some level, like, I know that this is sort of this new age that was the term way back then in the 90s everything was new age Mm -hmm. this is a kind of a new age thing but something about this is resonating with me this is making sense about something about the universe and energy and so it was just a kind of a, a conversation that percolated until finally I landed on some information that talked about the sort of the quantum physics of our thoughts and things like that and that was really that was really landing with me because then I realized that no matter what I was saying out in the world about what I wanted to do or have, I still had some inner conversation, some thoughts going that were having an impact. Now at Mm -hmm. that time, my aha was about the energetic impact. Okay. Like, Oh, those thoughts have vibrations. And if I really truly believe that I can't have money or it's hard to come by, then that's going to be my experience. Now that insight was all I needed to, to make some shifts and do some basic law of attraction, stuff like vision board type of exercises. Anyway, I started to see some results with this and I got excited and I kind of put together this program called Wealth Beyond Reason, which at that time was other people, mostly other people's content and my take on some of it and a couple of audio things. Because in that search for what am I going to do with my life, I picked up a bunch of skills like, you know, learning how to do audio online and doing interviews and really building websites and some basic marketing and stuff like that. So now I was able to kind of just put all this together into this program and, but fairly early in it, I realized that I wanted to be more than just a facilitator of somebody else's stuff. I wanted to know this stuff. I wanted to be the mm. source of it. And so I just sort of changed how I described myself, who I was being, and this mm. is key. And so in all of my communication with people, my emails and stuff, it wasn't like a, hey, I'm just getting started. Could you help? It was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing, whatever. There was that confidence Right. when I, when I, owned that that's when you know they call them downloads or whatever but that's when all this material started getting generated And now this program grew into this beast this law of attraction beast all this stuff and and that's what eventually got the attention of the producers of the secret and i think they wanted they wanted my voice which was just a normal guy you know no woo -woo background trying to be as scientific as possible i think they wanted that every day this is just a guy in there But after the secret, as you can imagine, I mean, a lot changed in my life because I went from just this flying under the radar, not really in the personal development industry, but just was enthusiastic about this, to now being up there on the screen with all these people who've been doing this for decades, and so I kind of went through my own little uh, identity crisis: Who am I supposed to be right now? Mm. You know, I I, inside I still want to be creative and a goofball and do voices and just I just want to play, but now I'm in this. And, and I felt like the world or, you know, somebody had an expectation that I need to be more like these guys. Mm. And so if you look back at like videos I did back then, like 2008, nine, 10, or whatever, in those era, it's just this totally, in my mind, just a very stiff, generic version of me. Not a mm. ton of personality, kind of intense, you know, like you, you will understand this. And it, I don't know, whatever. There's just no fun, you know, there was just no fun about it. And uh, and that was getting to me, you know. That was like, this isn't fun for me. This thing that used to just excite me before The Secret now is becoming like this weird. And and my job changed. It went from being excited about teaching the Law of Attraction to putting to dispelling a bunch of myths Mm. that came out of people watching The Secret, right? Mm. So it just wasn't as fun anymore. Now, and I almost walked away from it completely lots and lots of times. But what here's what saved it. Live streaming, Mm. when Periscope came out. And I could now talk to people in real time about whatever that really changed it. Then when Facebook came out and now I, and then all this broadcast software came out, that broadcaster in me woke up big time Mm because now, and now I can add video and all these layers of creativity and I can do all, it just went crazy in my mind. So over the course of a couple of years, it was about finding how do I use this medium and be me and share the message. Like, how can I be the goofball with the humor and the voices and still get my point across? So, so I made it, I had to make a decision that I knew was going to result in some people wandering off, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, who is this guy? Why is he being such a goofball all the time? But I needed to find my tribe, you know, if I was going to enjoy it. So that's, that's how, that's how I got to that point. Now to get to neuroplasticity again, what drives me on this, the only reason I do this because I could be doing a gazillion other things right is that I really feel driven to wake people up to this to not understand the law of attraction that's what I came to realize a few years ago is like my work should not be about people understanding the law of attraction that's what I thought it was because when I understood it that's when I had my results but that was me but what the reality is in the world is people are so freaking confused by all the law of attraction information that came out after the secret, all the different ideas and, oh, you can't do this or you shouldn't do that. And if you do, it's going to do this. And your vision board, blah. So <laughs> much confusion, right? And right. that's, and then again, pe- and then people beating themselves up for doing it wrong and having a negative thought. It's just like, so people got so fixated on the law of attraction that they had no attention on who do they need to be in the world mm. to attract the things that they've got on their freaking vision board. Right. And then, so, so then I had, when I had that sort of this, that's just not working. This is frustrating. And, and it's just not as, again, it's not fun because people are, it's taking too long. And then when I had that, that realization that, you know, when is reality really created for any one person? It's in, it's obviously it's in the present moment when you are making meaning out of that moment. Am I enjoying this? You're designing, you're deciding your reality in that moment. And it's all unconscious and automatic for the most part. And so, and based on what meaning you make it, you're going to take your next action, which is going to give you your next result, and that's going to create continue to create your reality. So if you can just back up, what is causing all of that meaning making? Where do you get the meaning that is having you take the action that is getting whatever result you get? Well, that is your wiring. The the programming that you've received throughout the course of your lifetime, much right. of it in your first 7 years of life completely unconscious to it, and those belief systems have guided your actions. So the good news is though, and this is what neuroplasticity is all about is your brain can change. Yep. So all you have to do is the same thing you did to program it that way, which was giving it the same information over and over and over again with no filter and believing okay. it. So yeah. we need to just change the information and that's the work. So that's, that's, that's the, that's the, a nutshell, a big freaking nutshell about how I got to here. It's just, it, and, and as you suggested, it's so much easier. To just instead of talking about vibration and alignment and energy and all of those things to get wrong or right or understand, which make really no difference, to hey your brain can change, and nobody's arguing that, by the way,
0: right? <laughs> right.
1: So there, you don't have to go through this weeks and months of is this real? I don't know. I feel like I don't know, and that's the law of attraction for most people, especially people like me, you know, had a background of sort of skepticism. They're gonna they want to believe it, but there's just too much to too much of a leap of faith. And you don't really need it because whether you're using the law of attraction or going to Tony Robbins or reading this or that book, if you transform and it sticks, it's because your brain rewired. So my point of view is what's the quickest way to rewire? Let's just do that and forget all this other stuff, these these weird paths to rewiring. Let's just get right to it.
0: I love that. I love that. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and how you evolved in this way. And I think it was really cool that, you know, you got to this point where, early on you were finding how the law of attraction was working for you. But then after the secret, it essentially had you showing up in such a a way where it wasn't really in alignment with who you wanted to be in terms of like expressing yourself with full creative self-expression and showing up in that way. And that your being is at the time turned into a little bit more serious, a little bit more stern, a little bit more stiff. And eventually you came to the point where you're like, Hey, like this isn't it for me. And you went out and you started to reinvent yourself. And within that reinvention, it gave you the space and the opportunity to help other people realize, like, look, it's not so much about what the law of attraction is and how you bring it to yourself. It's more so your beingness. Who are you right. being? Who's the person that shows up in such a way where these types of things you're looking for can start to come into your life? And That's then from- correct. Yeah. And then from that being in this place, it's also understanding that you get to change by changing the way that you're thinking, the way that you view yourself, the way that you view the world by bringing more really just different stimuli or or different positive conditioning to change your brain state, to change these neural connections. And that essentially is what neuroplasticity is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's see if we can simplify that. So, and we'll use the really basic analogy of either a computer or a tape recorder or whatever, but just to put it in perspective, like, because, you know, you, we, you just said, you said a lot of words, we said neuroplasticity. And then what happens is, is people are trying to understand the science of it again. Right. And Mm -hmm. so all I really want people to know is it's, it's so freaking simple. Our brain is open and it's ready to, to be, to be programmed for lack of a better word. I'm going to use the word program. I don't love that word. Mm but 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 it it definitely illustrates what's happening so we're saying yes to all of those things and that becomes our autopilot behavior but but the only reason, and, but it's ready to change, but we have to change the stimuli. But most of us are born into an environment that stays pretty consistent. You know, zero to seven, our parents, and then we're in highs. It's still basically the same. So what's right. happening is people are waking up or they're seeing the secret or whatever it is, you know, 20, 30 years later. And they feel like they're just, that they're set. Like, this is it. This is the truth. This is my way. These are, this is what, this is the hand that was dealt. But they're ignoring the fact that their brain is still up there ready to be, changed it's ready for new information at all times it may not be as open as age zero to seven but it's still absolutely ready and if you doubt this if you're capable of learning a a new language a new skill a freaking new recipe Mm -hmm. this should be all the proof you need that your brain can change and hold new information and create new behavior this is not there's nothing weird metaphysical magical extraordinary about this except for the just how extraordinary it is to be a human being we are born with this brain ready to do this the unfortunate thing is that because of how the world has evolved we get born into limitation rather than infinite possibility thoughts of limitation and lack and so on at least a lot of us do not everybody and the people who don't, they have a very different life because they take bolder action. They're not afraid of all the other stuff that most of us have been programmed to be afraid of. Right. They just go for it, and they don't care what other people think because they weren't, they didn't, they never learned to care. We learned to care. All of it was learned. So, and it's all optional. So, if it doesn't serve us, if we can identify behavior in us, responses in us that are not serving us, that make us feel disempowered, we get to notice. It's a celebration. Instead of going, oh, my God, I'm just this way, Hmm. you go, no, this is how I've been being because of my wiring, and I can, if I'd like, replace this with something else. So what is that something else? Hmm. Why do I want it that much? Why am I going to go through the inevitable discomfort of change to get that thing or to be that way, to have that life? It has to become non-negotiable, just like walking and talking and all the other things that we went through with all the difficulties and the feedback and quote-unquote failure. But we, the point, we did not stop because things got tough, because it was non-negotiable to walk and talk and all those things. We just kept doing it. So if we can make our vision, our goal for ourselves, as non-negotiable, as those things, then we'll just take the journey. And the journey has its ups and its downs, just like everything else, every other thing we learn, but somehow... The personal development industry has made that different. We have these unrealistic timetables put on us on how quickly we're going to transform. We have no idea. Everybody is an individual. They all have their own wiring and it's all various levels of complexity. And it can take a while to replace. We don't know how long. But what we do know is that if you start and are consistent, it will change. Your life experience will change. And you will get eventually if you don't quit. You take the journey. You learn the things. You meet the people. You get out of your comfort zone. You do the things that the people who are inspiring you did too. Like this isn't about going, oh, I just want to bypass everything and have that and be that. It can't happen. Nobody does that. Nobody does it. You take the journey and then you you stand in authority and empowerment with that because you took the journey. And now you have the authority to be that person, have those results, and inspire others. You can't magic your way into it. You don't vision your board, vision board your way into it. The vision board and all those things should move you into action. That is in alignment with that person. Like, yes, that person who has those things would be this. They wouldn't have an excuse as to why they were late that day. They wouldn't have taken that extra hour of sleep if they said they were going to go do this. They wouldn't do those things. This is all behavior that I have control over right now. I don't need an external circumstance for me to be on time or to do the thing I said I was going to do. I can do that now. And that's what the future version of me does. So the sooner I take that behavior on, the sooner I will be that person. It doesn't come from just visualizing it.
0: I love that. It's so powerful because I think one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to the law of attraction is that you don't have to do anything, (laughs) that there's no impetus for action. Where in reality, in the way you're describing it, it's all about who's the person that you get to be that is going to take that action and showing up in the world that way. It's super powerful.
1: Yeah, people are in this whole, it's us asking the universe for stuff. And and we're forgetting when we do that, that we are the universe right. we're all a part of it and we're we are this unique extension of the universe which has this physicality and emotions and passion and drive It's it is how the universe we we are how the universe experiences itself and all the uniqueness of a human being and we're born and we're implanted with these little desires and passions and interests that are unique to us and we have this brain that if given the right information will allow us to be that have that it's all here We got all the resources we need. It's just we have to take action to make those resources happen. So we're, it's not so much, in my mind, it's not so much that we are asking the universe for things. Hmm. The universe is asking of us. To go and be and do and have those things that are instilled in our heart and just are driving us and just bring tears to our eyes when we see other people doing it from inspiration. That's the favor that it is asking of us and it's given us everything we need to do it. So it's not us asking the universe is like, well, well, yeah, of course, yes, go, 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 right? It's not that it's just going to go bing, there it is. That makes no sense.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, it's actually this, this law of action that's actually important. And I loved what you said there about how you know, we are the universe, right? And we're the way that the universe experiences itself. And it reminds me of a quote that um, I've heard Paul Cech use where he uses this analogy of God. And at least in my experience, a lot of people kind of interchange God and universe. So in this instance, he talks about, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions of God is that, you know, we're made in the image of God. And that means that, oh, God has two ears, two eyes, a nose, a mouth, things of that nature. When in reality, or not even reality, in the way that he perceives it, it's that if God is the ultimate creator, then we are made in, in his image because we are many creators. Like I could just look outside of my building right now, and look at all of these things that humans have created, and this is understanding that we are these many creations, and the only way that God can even understand itself is by our actions, the things that we do, the things that we produce. And I think that was like a beautiful parallel to what you said about the universe. It's not that the universe is, is, you know, we ask the universe for something and it just shows up. But we are the universe. And based off of what we contribute, what we produce in the world, based off of our beingness and how we show up, that's what actually allows the universe to be this huge, breathing, large, you know, super spacious entity that it is.
1: Well, you said it. We are born to be creators and the universe is creating all the time and the universe is expanding all the time. And again, we are not separate from the universe. It's not like we were spit out and we stop and we don't expand. Of course we expand and when we, and and how do we expand by this growing that we're talking about, by following those passions, by doing those things, by expanding our being, that's how we grow. But if we don't, if we tell ourselves why we can't, or if we feel like somebody is suppressing us for whatever reason, we rationalize not following that creative spirit that is in us. It is why we're here. Then that's when it shows up anger, resentment, illness, disease you know, all of the depression, massive yeah. depression. When you, can't ex- when you can't be who you are, or if you don't believe that you can, or, if, or who, who, if you can't be who is inside you to be, that's when the depression comes in. If you hear yourself justifying not following your dream, and you know it's BS on some level, mm-hmm. that it's a story, But when you can really get, and that's one thing, that's the first part is knowing it's a story, but what are you gonna replace it with? That's what most people don't do. They're not clear enough about, well, what's the replacement for this? They just know, I don't like this. I want this to change. That's not nearly enough.
0: Yeah, so what would you say then for the listeners who are tapping in right now and they do understand like, all right, there's certain ways that I'm living my life and I can realize that it's a story and this isn't where I wanna be or what I'm about. What would you say is like that, next step in how they can change that story and change who they are
1: well yes definitely understanding their autopilot behavior it you know knowing what it is is great that's why we have this quiz that we have but some people do already know some of their stuff so recognizing it is the first part so that you can during the course of your day become conscious of it and catch it but catching it is not enough so what are you going to replace it with this is again this is why we have a brain to create. To create. We get to imagine who we would like to be. We have control over our being. So we have full creative control over that. Trying to create, make these people do that or this lineup That's just, that's ridiculous a waste of energy. You get to just decide who you're going to be and it can be based on whatever. It can be you're inspired by this person. You'd like those traits. You can be whatever you make up. You get to truly decide. Now, for some people, that could be quite a challenge because they've never done that before. And it's okay. (laughs) This is what I keep telling people is that, yeah, this is going to this could be hard. This could or it could feel hard. It could feel really uncomfortable. And all of your stories about why you can't have this or why you can't visualize this, they're going to come up. But that's, again, that's just more stuff that you're seeing to celebrate that, oh, look at that autopilot wiring. None of it true. Look at that. That's held me back. That's held me back. That's held me back. Now, the person who I'm visualizing, the person who has this life, what would they do in these situations where I get disempowered or I make this decision or I don't take an action or I take an action that moves me back or I justify something or I let some inner talk stop me? What would the ideal person do? And you just get to think about it and imagine it and imagine it and imagine it and just run all kinds of scenarios until you land on something that feels really good hmm. and and understand that running these scenarios is going to feel really goofy and weird at first because you're not wired for it it right. feels foreign it feels impossible it feels like fantasy but guess what all of your limitations that's fantasy too you just believed it <laughs> right so you kept saying it over and over so say this other thing over and over stop giving attention to the old one which is absolutely critical because then you're just send you're just strength you know you're just keep fortifying those neural pathways that keep that right. crap alive we want to create new neural pathways with new autopilot behavior but to do that takes time and it takes consistency and it takes really catch being able to catch yourself and being able to reframe things that just seem like the truth to you and that's why it's generally you know, very, very difficult for a person to do it just on their own, no matter how much they get what we're saying. <laughs> right? They, they generally speaking, you're going to need someone from the outside to see things about 12 million different ways than you can.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where the power of coaching comes in, right? I mean, there's so many times where an individual and even me these days, if I'm not careful of it, you know, I can make up a whole entire thing in my mind and it can make a hundred percent sense to me. But the second that I say it out loud, or if I'm working with my coach, again, to your point, that person can look at it from a 360 view and really dissect it and say like, well, have you looked at it this way? Or how do you know that's actually true? Or what about this? What about that? Whereas if I'm in my own head or an individuals in their own head, it's really easy for all of those things to make sense
1: to the individual. Because that's all the information they have. That is the entirety of their source material. So they can reach the most logical conclusion with all the evidence they need to support the action that is going to get them nowhere. Right. Right. And, 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 and again, and that's boy, the ego loves that being right. Mm. Even if it's costing you your future, I mean, right. people stay stuck in their future because they'd rather be right about their limitation. Mm. They, they would never think that consciously, but that's what's going on. There's this literal, so much of this is chemistry. You know, your body produces these chemicals when you have these emotional states and stuff. And we get addicted to them, even if they're not that great. Mm. Like, people get addicted to being angry. People get addicted to feeling vengeful. People get addicted to being right about feeling crappy and why they can. You know, they're familiar with it. And they've done it over and over and over the course of the years. And so if they don't do it, they feel uncomfortable. So, again, it's like quitting drinking or something. What are you going to replace that behavior with? It is an addictive behavior, just like drinking or drugs, and it is drugs. You're creating chemistry in your body. So, what is? How can you create better feeling chemistry? And that's your imagination. You get mm. to do it. I can't stress this enough. It doesn't. This is not woo-woo. This is not about you imagining and sending energy out and arranging particles. That's not the. That's the conversation I have for twenty years. Okay, that's just too hard for people to grasp. And it's like, but what about this? What about this? It's, that's not what we're doing. We're imagining, we're imagining, we're creating neural pathways. We are doing, bi- we're creating biology. It's just like a musician can practice in their mind. An athlete can practice in their mind. Right. You can practice in your mind being the person you want to be, even when you're not out there in the field. And the more you practice it, the idea now is, because that's just visualizing and you're building these neural pathways but to really get it going now you need to physical you know be physical about it put it out there in the world next time you're in there in that situation you've rehearsed it a dozen times you are aware that the autopilot is trying to kick in you want to do what you normally done but now you've rehearsed this other thing and now you do it that's a really powerful step it's going to definitely solidify the you know what's going on in your brain but you've also done something different in the world for the world to respond to You've created the beginnings of change. And as long as you do that, it's going to continue and, and you get to take that ride. So again, that's not, it's not, you don't have to think about the energy and all that you've created change by simply being different. That it's as simple as that. I
0: love that. I love that. And again, it all comes back to the beingness and the consistency of it. Right. And the more that you show up as this more idealized version of yourself, the more your results are going to show that. Right. yes i'm yes. curious in, in your time what have you found has allowed the we'll call them successful person to be consistent with this when i say successful meaning that they constantly do the work so that they see these improvements as yeah. opposed I, to the inconsistent person that can't not can't but doesn't show up in okay this way.
1: yes so either they didn't make it non-negotiable but it's just it's it's very very important they'd really really like it but it's still ultimately optional as evidenced by the fact that they're not taking the action they know they need to take so it's optional so until they get it to non-negotiable state they're not going to do it and they can't they don't really have the right to wonder why it's not happening but but they'll do it they'll do it they'll get that far Mm -hmm. And boy, I'm trying to remember what the other point I was going to make was on that. But that's really, that's really the big, oh, I remember. So a lot of, and then it's the other one is they don't really deeply believe they can get it. Mm -hmm. So they'll get to a certain point and somehow the simplicity of, wow, all we're doing is rewiring our brain. They still make it something that may not work for them. It works for others. Whatever their history is in success, if they've had like, well, I've tried a million things, but nothing's worked, that's going to always try to kick in. Right. You know, but it's just moving past that and not making it mean that and understanding that of course your brain will, re- will rewire if you give it the consistent information. So any conversation that comes up in your head about this won't work for me, is you ha- You can throw it out <laughs> categorically yep. because you are a human brain- being with a brain. Yep. So unless you have some sort of injury that we don't know about, right? Then, then you are, you can do this. So anything that's stopping you is, is a lie
0: absolutely absolutely and and to touch on both of those points the first one this idea of having to make it non-negotiable one of the biggest problems that i see in my work in in health wellness personal development and just perceiving the outside world is too high percentage of a of people wait until they hit rock bottom to make something non-negotiable whether that's a cancer diagnosis, whether that's the doctor telling the individual you're going to have to get on blood pressure medication unless you change something, whether that's losing a loved one uh, to an early death or an untimely death. You know, I think it's so it's so tough when people have to wait or are choosing to wait for that level of tragedy to happen before they actually decide to make a change. And something that I talk about all the time is how important it is to have such a strong why as to the reason this change is important and instead of waiting for tragedy to to push you into action it's more so having something that's big enough important enough to you to actually pull you into action so i'm curious to hear your thoughts around that this idea of like waiting for tragedy or something really bad to happen to make it non-negotiable as opposed to being proactive into going after a dream
1: well, I can speak to my own experience because I am definitely historically that person. Like every part of my story and growth has become because I waited until I couldn't. I didn't have a choice. Right. When I quit my job, when I left my marriage, all the big decisions were like when I was at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I how that happened, I'm not really sure, except that there's this some sort of feeling going on, some sort of belief in the back of my brain that... Uh, Ultimately, it's going to work out somehow, and then, but I'll deal with it when I have to. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not like that anymore, to the extent that I was. But it's, it's definitely a wired thing. But it, again, it comes down to how strong is your vision. Can you imagine it every day? Can you realize it? Again, we don't want to be too self. What's what we're looking for? We don't want to be too analytical about the process itself. Right. Because that this is this is the problem. We we analyze the process. I'm just trying to get everybody into their natural state of using their imagination to move them into action and to be the person they want to be. It's really so simple, but boy oh boy, we got so many layers.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. And, and to your point, right? Like being a human being, like it's just so amazing and and how grand the experience is. And I think that within that, you know, it could be so easy to overcomplicate things, overcomputate things, and try to make everything, quote unquote, make sense. But what I think the problem is, is that when we go through that process of trying to make something make sense, it's stopping us from simply taking action and making it happen.
1: Yes, that's what everybody's trying to make the law of attraction make sense. And they're spending decades, right? Like posting their memes and their inspirational quotes and they go, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. You know, and meanwhile the person who just made a different decision that day has already got results.
0: You know, hundred percent that,
1: that was the main thing I realized. I mean, as soon as I can just somebody have somebody change a, an autopilot behavior, which can happen on day one with working with them, and they see a different result in the world, it, it happens they it clicks. Like they go, Oh, okay, I see. Right. And the more you do it and the more you do it. And here's the beauty part, because once you really get this, like and there's not that much to get, but we again we complicate it. But once you really get it, then you'll understand how the law of attraction really works and why you don't need to think about it. You know, it's like it's like, you know, people use the gravity thing all the time during the when the law of attraction first came out to say it's just it's a law like gravity. But but what I'm saying, let's use gravity in another way. When we drop when we drop a glass on the ground, all we have to do is let go. We do wow. not have to believe it. We do not have to understand how it's going to do. All we just know is this is the action I take to make the glass hit the ground. It's the same thing here. This is the action I need to take to change my brain and it's just gonna happen, you know, this is, this is what I do.
0: Absolutely, no, it makes all the sense in the world and again, it comes to, to action, right? Like if I, if I could summarize all of this into two words, it can simply be take action. And then again, it's like even within the quote unquote taking action part, it's not overthinking it. Like don't overthink and complicate what taking action has to look like, right? Like I think that's for me what always comes up when people are like, Oh, I'm not ready. It's like what do you mean you're not ready? Like, oh, yeah, look, yeah. like what what actually what else has to happen for you to be ready? What are you thinking that you have to, you know, do the calculus on so that you can actually take a step when in yeah. reality you can simply decide to take the step right now. Well,
1: people have learned that they, people have learned this idea is they don't want to make a mistake. So they want to get everything right before they even start. So they don't make a mistake. And of course, any inventor who's done anything will tell you that that is the opposite of what you do. You make your mistakes. You make them as fast as you can. You keep making mistakes quickly. You say, bring them on, bring them on, bring them on, bring them on immediately. So you start getting feedback because you can theorize all day about what's the perfect and be absolutely wrong. You know, but cut I mean, it happens with people who create, create products all the time, right? right? Like digital products or programs. This is what they want. This is what they need. And they spend months creating the product only to find out that's not what they want or what they need. And if they had just asked, right,
0: <laughs> then yeah. they could have
1: created exactly the program.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, I think that's a great point And I love where that's at. Uh, I'm curious, like, what does your work look like now in your programs in terms of how you're helping people who have never took the next step of actually tapping into neuroplasticity and have been the type that are more so just waiting uh, on the universe to just provide them everything that they're thinking about and writing on their vision board, but not actually doing what's that process kind of look like?
1: Well, the first thing I do is help people identify that autopilot wiring. Again, some people know how they self-sabotage but other, and those same people may not have other ways that they aren't aware of. And some people just don't know at all. They just, they're they're just looking through the lens that is the truth for them and they're taking this action and they don't think about autopilot or anything. They're just responding to the truth and they don't, and to them it's totally logical. So I have this quiz. It's our transformation personality type quiz. It takes like a minute. It's all multiple choice, very easy. But what it does is it tells me and the person taking the quiz what their personality, the transformation personality type is, and I made all those up based on my 20 years, but it, what it does, it gives us enough information to understand that this is the type that you've identified at, and this type has certain traits that may, may cause self-sabotage. Not always, so I wanna be really clear that the quiz is not saying, here's what's wrong with you, <laughs> right? It's not that, and just because you test for one of these types, or more, then it doesn't mean there's anything wrong. And it doesn't mean that if you have those traits that you're going to self-sabotage. The quiz exists for people who are feeling stuck, who do feel like they're in a cycle or whatever. They know there's an issue, but they don't know what's going on. So they take the quiz. Once they take the quiz and they get the results and we tell them, okay, this is does this sound like you? And they go, yes, you know, and and here's what you can do about it. But the way that I actually work with people if they want to move forward is I have a program called Evolve Your Excellence, which starts with this 45-day jumpstart. And it has to be every, every day, mm-hmm. right? You've got to have exposure to this every day. You have to have these reminders every day that we are cre- we're trying to create a real pattern. So the, the, the material itself, like videos and things, is really short. The, the program is about how you do your day. So there's a lot of the visualizing I was talking about at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day. And it's all about how, you know, creating your ideal behavior out there, visualizing your ideal behavior. So we start each day with, okay, this is what I know is ahead of me in the day. And this is how I'd like it to run. I'm going to meet with this person, this person, this person. And historically, I may act like this and I don't like it. This is how I'd like to be. And if they say this, I'd like to be like that, right? So we do that, we do that, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Then we go do our day. And maybe we do well and maybe we don't. And if we don't, we come back, we go, okay, well, that, let's run that again. So we imagine, 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 imagine. This is not a waste of time. This is super important. This is getting your brain ready for the next time so that then you can step into it. So that that's the at the highest level, that's what we're doing. We're putting new ways of, of thinking and behaving, but we're also helping people create that vision because a lot of people don't have that clarity. What is that vision? Why are you doing it? And when it gets really tough, when the body chemistry comes in, what do you do? So we have a whole slew of tools to deal with you know, these emotional flare-ups in the moment and stuff like that. We have a point system even so that every time you do something every day, you get little points that earn you things. The reason we do that is because your brain loves that stuff. Mm, sure. And we're trying to keep, even though it's silly, you know, it's just, oh, look, I heard a cha-ching and I got two points. Your brain just loves it. You know, so we do that. So, because the idea is we got to keep them here every day. We want them to take this action. We want them to get rewarded for it. We have an online community where everybody, of course, you know, the power of community, especially if you're all going through the same kind of things. And they're all at different stages in their journey. So, we learn from each other. And then we have weekly coaching. So, they've got all the things that in my 20 years says successful transformation consistency, support, coaching, the tools you know and and very clear uh, a lot of clarity on their vision
0: i love that i love that i mean i think it's such a great process that encapsulates a lot of strong aspects that makes consistency and follow through possible so to actually start with the imagining like understanding like okay let me picture what this day is going to look like let me see exactly how i'm going to respond to certain things that happen throughout the day. So inevitably when it does happen, it's like you've been there before, right? Because the brain doesn't know the difference between if you've imagined it or if you've actually experienced it,
1: right? That's it. Exactly. So you're exactly.
0: Yeah. So you're getting those reps in every single day. And Mm -hmm. then I love this aspect of, you know, what I call like, you know, a scientific experiment. It's like you go in with a hypothesis of, okay, this is what my day is going to look like because I've done this, right? This level of imagining. And then you go out into the real world, you live it, right? You experience it, you live the experiment. And if you don't get the results that you thought you would've gotten, great, no problem, right? Now you just go back the next day, do the same thing, and then fix or improve upon whatever didn't go right the day before. Am I accurate in that?
1: That's, and yes, and here's if, if and folks, if you recognize a pattern, that's how you learn everything. Right everything. So this is not, again, this is nothing weird or unusual or specific, unique to personal development. You're just learning a new thing. You're wiring your brain for who you're going to be instead of speaking Spanish, right? So there's no, there's nothing mystical about it. It just makes a lot of freaking sense.
0: Yeah. And I love the example you used in the very beginning of the conversation when you're talking about something as simple as learning a new recipe, right? It's like you basically went out you followed some instructions, right? And now you learned something completely different that you didn't know beforehand. And I also make up when people go into a recipe, it's usually like there's this certainty that they're gonna be able to do it, right? And now how can we get people to look at their life in that same way when you say like, hey, I'm ready to go out and produce a different type of healthy recipe for my life. The recipe that I've been using, I'm realizing that I don't like that recipe anymore. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't have me feel good. So now I'm gonna apply this new recipe in my life and I'm gonna follow the instructions and I'm gonna see how it tastes. And if I enjoy that taste, well, I'll keep using this recipe. And if I go and I use this recipe and I realize I don't like how it tastes, well, then I'm just gonna tweak this recipe and I'm gonna imagine what that recipe looks like and then go out and cook it again.
1: That's it. And and enjoy the process of exploring because the, it, if people get into trouble when the joy is dependent on getting the vision. The vision is driving you through your life. The vision is not the end all be all. That goal at the other end is there to pull you through an experience of life full of growth, expansion, and adventure, and learning new things and wonderful things. That's what's pulling you there. You do not wait until you get there to enjoy the experience.
0: hundred percent. hundred percent. It's like you don't go after a goal and then you get the goal and then you're like, all right, like life's complete now. I'll just not do anything for the rest of my life. It's like, no, you enjoy the process of working towards that goal. And then once you get to that goal and then you can look back and see everything that you did in that process to make it happen, that's what actually makes the joy and the goal enjoyable, not simply obtaining it or getting the result.
1: Right. There's no juice in just the goal, except for that temporary hit. If you're handed a million dollars, that's a hit. You go, hooray, but boy, how much more rewarding when you earned that, Right. When uh-huh. and and because you that means that you can keep doing that. Who you are got you that million so you can do it again and again and again. If somebody just handed you a million dollars and you're not the person, like you didn't get assets set up, you don't know anything about investing, blah, 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 guess what, that's the only million dollars you're ever gonna get, right? Exactly. But if you're the person who took the journey to get that million dollars, you can keep taking the journey. You can expand on the journey. And, and you know, when you're doing it this way, the, the goal is probably going to evolve before you get, you know, when you get about halfway there. You know, right. it's going to be like, oh, I see. Well, no, I really what I want this, this. But you got to start taking that first step. And that's why you don't worry until you have every step of the process to that goal worked out because it could change.
0: 100%. 100%, right, exactly. It's the, the goal is usually not the destination. And once you're on the path and you're working your way there, oftentimes to your point you you start to change that destination you realize that original goal is no longer the goal anymore and that comes through self-discovery right creating clarity around what is actually important and that's what to me life is it's just one big journey where i get to decide how do i want to live my life how do i want to experience it and have clarity around how i'm going to go after it and then jump on that path and while i'm on that path i know that I'm going to meet new people on the way i'm going to learn new things i'm going to want to change things about myself or my situation and knowing you know these aspects of neuroplasticity how important clarity is and taking action is that's going to allow me to get closer to where it is that i want to be
1: yes i just want everybody who's listening to this and and when you talk when if if what we're talking about or this behavior or your vision is something significantly different than you and we're talking about the consistency and all this stuff your brain is gonna, it's very likely to say, boy, that seems like a lot of work, or that seems cumbersome, or that seems too, like it's gonna be too long or take too, just that's normal like that that is coming up for you is normal and it means nothing in terms of you moving forward. I just really want to hit that home. So if you're inspired by the conversation of yes, I can do this. if it's just if the one truth that you can change your brain comes through and there's any part of you that is saying, "I yeah, I'd like to do that, but just look at what those buts are and just realize that's all just wiring and that there's other people in in the world who those that is those things are clearly not true." Right. So if you can, if you can like really like the first skill I set, I teach people is that awareness. It's getting into the moment and being able to go into observation mode when they are triggered and observe it from a, from a different state of consciousness really. And like in that moment, sort of do a freeze frame and go, okay, I've got that reaction. The chemistry's in my body. This is how I normally do, but I've rehearsed this a dozen times. Here we go. Three, two, one, boom.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, having a plan is so important, right? (laughs) Like having tools that you can actually use in these situations is so important. And to your point, you can't actually use the tool unless you're aware that there's a triggering moment that's happening where the tool can actually help.
1: Yes. Y- yes. That's why the awareness is is so, so important because we do get swept up in it. That's like with the quiz. I mean, you might take the quiz one day and be a wizard, let's say. That's one of the types. Mm-hmm. And then you take it the next day and you're a people pleaser. Because you, we have aspects of all of these, I promise you. If we were to sit here and describe all the types, people would hear a little bit of themselves and all of them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't negate from the value of the test. If you test every day and you, and you are then... We shine a light on some autopilot behavior, even if it's in any of these other categories. That's all valuable information. Who cares what your type is? I made it up. This is a tool to help you see autopilot behavior. So it's not like about, well, but uh, you said I tested as a wizard and I'm clearly Yeah, test tomorrow. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter. If you get an aha moment out of it, then we've done, then it's worth doing.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And what comes up for me as you explain that is how, as individuals, we're so complex, right? There's a lot of nuance to us and simply how I wake up one day might dictate how I'm showing up, how I'm perceiving the world and ultimately how I would answer questions in that quiz. And then the next day or the next week, month, whenever, it can be completely different based off of how I'm experiencing life, perceiving life and moving through my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I would have tested for several of them and I have aspects of all of them for sure. I have predominance, you know, and people do send, tend to have like, well, I'm mostly a seeker, but I definitely have some people pleaser in me and that kind of stuff. Again, it's all valuable. And once you know it, you can forget about whatever your type is. It's really just, ah, that's the behavior. Thank you. Because mm. now I'll be on the lookout for it. And again, it, you, it's being on the lookout and noticing it is only half of it. And in fact, if you don't do the work of preparing for those moments, you're going to find yourself getting more and more frustrated with yourself. Mm. Like, Damn it. I know I'm in this and I don't, I'm not ready. When am I going to do this? I got to do this. I never do this. Why don't I do this? You know, so just really about like really owning your empowerment as a human being with all kinds of creative potential, no matter what your starting point is, you can learn just about anything.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as a human being, I mean, the the potential is really unlimited. And I think being able to believe in yourself and understand that you are capable of whatever the changes you're looking to experience in your life, I mean, that's the first step is like, just know like it's possible. And once you have this understanding that it's possible, now you can go ahead and imagine what those possibilities actually look like. And then from that imagining mode to your point, Bob, it's about taking action, doing some things, right? To reinforce that you are this newer version of yourself, this optimized version of yourself.
1: I will just say this about what you said about if you believe in yourself, because there are people who will just tell you, well, I don't believe in myself. Don't it's not about believing in yourself for this level of the conversation I'm having it's believing that you're a human being with a brain Mm. That's all you need to believe because really if you start evaluating your potential based on your experience I believe in myself forget that because yourself the self this image of yourself that you're trying to believe in is all based on a bunch of faulty wiring if you can believe in your potential as a human being because you know that the biology is there to support what we're talking about here all you need to do is believe that your brain can change. Forget believing in your self and whatever identity you've created that feels disempowered. You get to create a whole new one. So just believe that you can and it's just biology and nothing else. It's not divine. Nobody said, hey, you are the special one. You are among the few who can do that. Everybody can do it. I
0: love that. No, it's a great distinction. It's not believing in who you are today or who you can be. It's simply believing that change is possible period
1: yes and so now just do the things do the things that create the change we know what those are so let's let's get really clear on what those things are for you
0: i like that i like that and a great place to start is on that quiz i'm um, bob can you let the listeners know like where they can find that quiz and everything else that you're up to
1: Sure. So tptquiz.com for transformation personality type quiz.com. tptquiz.com is the is the, the quiz. <laughs> and then after the quiz, you'll learn about Evolve Your Excellence. You can also go to meetbobdoyle.com. That's kind of my just general all things Bob hub. You'll learn about the quiz and speaking and training and coaching and, cl- you know, books and the whole all things Bob. But I'm easy to find also on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. I'm all over the freaking place.
0: All over these internet webs. I see you, yeah. Bob.
1: Yeah, I'm out there.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. If there's one thing, there's so much you touched on, and I love it, and I really appreciate your time coming on here. If there's one message that you wanted to leave the listeners with today, what would that message be?
1: <clears throat> if you're a human listening to this, and you have A human brain which you're most likely equipped with then everything we've said is applicable that's all i that's that's the one message your brain you the listener your brain can change end of it do you want it to change awesome we can do it let's decide how
0: i love that i love that if you are human listening take these words to heart understand that change is possible and at the end of the day just get after it because you deserve it why not you Bob, thank you so much for your time, brother. And make sure everyone listening, please check out Bob, take the quiz, do any and everything that you can to better yourself because the better you are, the better this world is going to be. And I appreciate you all for tapping in. And Bob, thank you again for joining us today.
1: Totally my pleasure.
0: Awesome.